I'm so sorry. I love you so much. And I think that's the issue is I just am really enjoying spending time with you. My brain is not in record mode. I'm just in, I'm hanging out with Jenna and I'm having a good time. And also I am a ping pong ball. Maria, we haven't hung out in like I know, I like miss you so much. We I haven't actually hung so out in like a month. Dude, holy shit. I miss you too. What the hell, man? Hey there. Hey, and welcome to the Wonder Binge Podcast. Talk about some shit, you know? Hello. Hello, my dear friend. Hello, my dear friend. How are you doing on this lovely Saturday is when we're recording this. Today is Saturday. You are correct. I'm doing quite all right on this Saturday. How about yourself? I am doing fine, considering that I didn't sleep much. (laughs) (sighs) Man, you know, when I was like thinking about how we need to record and everything and about to set up, I was like, I'll go pick Maria up. We'll go have a coffee date and then record like we, we used to do all the time. Oh, cute. But, you know, COVID sucks. So we're not doing that. <laughs> anyway. So hi. Welcome to Wonder Binge Podcast where we- Oh my God. Maria welcome to Wonder Binge Podcast. Maria has a speech and I, I forget it. She does. She also forgets it. She has to oh read it every God. time. Oh my God. Imagine it's if okay. I pulled it up and had it ready. <laughs> Imagine if you did that. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll memorize it. Also, I still haven't put it in its own doc, so I still have to go back to the fucking werewolves document for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're super prepared. Anyway, <laughs> I am your, um, while Maria's finding the, the file, mm. I'm one of your hosts, Jen Cull. I'm your other host. Hi, my name's Maria. Maria, what is Wonderfinch Pod about? Well, let me tell you. Because I have two wolf documents and it's in the second one. Wonder Binge Podcast. It is a podcast where we research binge on all those things that pique our curiosity and bring that knowledge back to you so that you can strike that curiosity off of your list and clear up space for more things to wonder. It's Wonder Binge! It's Wonder Binge! And you guys might remember from last week, uh, we didn't really have an episode where we, we do the normal binging and researching and reporting back to you. But this week, we actually have an episode for you, because yeah. all the holiday craziness has died down. Isn't that oh wonderful? Oh my god. Guess what? Guess what? 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 It's, today is the day. Today, it's a revolution. Because guess what? Guess what, Genevieve Marie Elizabeth Cull? You can bleep your name if you want. Guess what, what? Maria Elena Bega Monachino? I have a shout out, and it's a real one. You have so a shout out? <laughs> Whoa. We have a new listener. They are amazing. I have learned that the, they are like me. We are the same person. Their name is Steph, and they listen to the podcast, and they messaged me the other day, and were like, I love this. I want more. So this this episode is dedicated to Steph. I hope that Jenna picked a topic that you will like. <laughs> it won't be Steph, my fault if you don't like it. Steph, I'm going to try so hard to be entertaining. <laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. Thank you, Steph, for reaching out. Okay. Dope. Maria, I'm so happy for your shout out. Not for Steph, just for your shout out. <laughs> I'm happy for me too. Oh, hey, congrats to Jack for having a child. Oh yeah, I guess I guess we do have a wait. I guess did you drive them to the? Did you drive her to the hospital? Our friend Jacqueline just had her first child. His name is Seamus. I did drive her to the hospital. Would you like to hear the story? Real I quick? would love to hear that story. Oh my god, this woman. So she calls me. I'm at work, by the way, and she were close by to where I'm at, and she calls me at like three o'clock almost, and she goes, "Hey, um, just so you know, I'm in labor." I'm like, oh my god, like, wh- where are you? Do you need help? And she's like, yeah, I'm driving myself to the hospital right now. I'm, I'm coming from work. And I'm like, no, you're actually, what you're going to do is you're going to pull over and I'm going to come get you. And she was fighting me on this. She's like, no, I want to be one of those badasses who gets themselves to the hospital. I'm like, okay, but like, maybe pull over anyway. <laughs> what if you point- didn't do that? <laughs> What, what if, if you're, you're a badass who gets driven to the hospital? <laughs> yeah, you're a badass either way, Jacqueline. So she like we're going back and forth a little bit, and then I hear her scream, and she goes, oh, "Yeah, I'm gonna need you to come get me." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know." So <laughs> I leave work. We get her there, and cool. but she's healthy. Baby's healthy. I can't wait to meet him. I'm probably gonna bother her later today and ask if I can come <laughs> over <laughs> so I can nice. go meet him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's my shout out. I guess it's both of our shout outs since we both knew about it. But yeah, congratulations, Jack! All right, yeah, I guess we should uh, jump into this, shouldn't we? This is a podcast where we talk about specific things, not just our lives. I promise. Not just our lives. Uh, <laughs> I promise you. I've edited out so much. You're getting like maybe four minutes of us talking. Condensed. Great. Very condensed. Only Never picking the interesting parts. 
See, I prefer things that are not from concentrate. Not, you know what? Fuck it. We're not talking about us anymore. So. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Feelings on pulp? I love pulp. I'm one of those weirdos who You're loves texture. You can actually hang up. Anyway, who cares about that? Maria, the topic today is actually something that you specifically requested from the last time that it was my episode. Do you remember what my last episode was about? Your last episode was about. (sighs) You would think she doesn't even work here, but she does. She does work here. She's half the owner. You're at, you know what's crazy is, (laughs) (laughs) I'm, first of all, thank you for asking me. I, I love when you ask me questions. It makes me feel uh, (laughs) very loved and very supported. And it makes me feel like, wow, Jenna really gets me and gets that I like being asked questions. And you know what I love more than being asked questions is answering those questions, which is what I'm going to do for you right now. Because you see, we have this podcast. It's called a Wonder Binge Podcast. And on that podcast, the last time that you had an episode, you talked about, and I knew this already, I didn't open Spotify on my computer while I was doing this uh, no, this of fun not. little ad lib that I'm doing here. Very fun. Very nice. We're having a good time. But you talked about inventions that killed people. Yes, I did. <laughs> and yes, I knew I that did. from the beginning. But you know, I think sometimes I just think you like to hear yourself talk because you really just stall. Until Listen, you get I just to have this. Answer. I just have this gorgeous cadence. I just have a really nice, you know, like that's tone. very true. <laughs> okay, wait, no, wait. So, are you doing the? I, I'm very excited now that I know what's happening. First of all, because mm-hmm. I knew what well, was happening this whole time. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> you were between. Well, I I given you two options and you chose one. So it was between. Talking about deadly things that happened uh, in the Tudor era. Do you know what the Tudor era is? You might. You know the structure of the houses in uh, Beauty and the Beast where it's like white, but you see all of the, um, like the wooden ribbing. It's like a very classic Little town is a quiet village. Yes, Little town is a quiet village. It's a very classic English setting. Okay. Like, so it's between that and Edwardian inventions that had to do with electricity. And you chose the latter. Yeah, because electricity seems like it'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely fun. I get into more than just electricity, but there's definitely a lot about electricity. I'm very And you know what's funny, though? I started telling you, and I actually took it out of the final episode edit from my last episode, but I started telling you about an invention that I, that was in um, the next video that I started watching on that YouTube series called Absolute History. I could not find the video that I was watching. So I couldn't go back to it. I had to watch like supplementary videos that didn't have that little bit could in it. Could you not look in your history? I, I did. I did. I looked in my history. I, I th- searched through the entire like absolute history channel on YouTube and I could not figure out which one I was watching to tell like t- that I was talking about that invention. What I'll mention mean? the invention anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't allowed to know the knowledge. I will re-mention the invention that I was talking... How re-mention the invention? I will re-mention the invention that I was telling you about that I took out. Uh, I just want to let you know that I couldn't find that video again because it was really frustrating. Anyway, during that last episode, you asked a question that I didn't know the answer to. And I decided to start off this episode with the answer to that question because I was fascinated by it. And I wanted to know if you were correct. What did I ask? You asked where the term Mad Hatter came from. Oh, it's from the, the, the Mercury, yeah? So, yeah, that was your assumption that it was from the Mercury poisoning, which is not entirely incorrect, but it's also not entirely correct. So, let me tell you about what I found. So, I found this article on interestingly.com. The idea that the Mad Hatter, the idea that that character was created from mercury poisoning actually came from an interview with Johnny Depp after he he did the 2010 Alice in Wonderland and he where he played the Mad Hatter. He suggested that that's where it came from, but there are two other theories and I think somehow all three are probably true. Um, so the Hatter Shakes, it was a thing. Like back in the day when Lewis Carroll was writing this Alice in Wonderland story, Hatter's Shakes were referring to the mercury poisoning from hats, like those big hats that women would wear. Uh, some of the side effects of mercury poisoning were tremors, mood swings, nervousness, loss of self-confidence, irritability, muscle atrophy, and twitching. Am I um, mercury poisoned? I'm kind of twitchy and not self-confident. <laughs> Are you nervous? Just wait. Just restless leg syndrome count as like sh- shaking and tremors? Because yes, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Yeah. But the effects of the mercury poisoning don't necessarily add up to the like the original character of the Mad Hatter. Like some of them were like like the mood swings and maybe the the twitching. But like mercury poisoning typically makes someone like 
not self-confident makes someone feel like they need to like kind of hide in their little tortoise shell, which is not like the Mad Hatter at all in the story. So people kind of disagree that that's where the character came from. And there's two other theories. So the first theory suggests that Lewis Carroll, who is the author of Alice in Wonderland, if that wasn't clear, Mm -hmm. may have based the Mad Hatter character on this nifty little furniture salesman named Theophilus Carter. Now, Theophilus, I'm going to call him Theo, he would stand outside of his shop wearing a comically large top hat. He had a well-pronounced nose and had a weak chin where it was, like, kind of sucked back into his jaw, which is very much how the Mad Hatter in, like, the Disney movie was portrayed, if you remember correctly. Yeah, exactly. And he was was very out there. Like, he was very animated when he was trying to sell this furniture. And Lewis Carroll would have been familiar with Theo Carter from that time. He probably has seen him, met him, talked to him. Um, so at least like visibly and, and maybe even personality wise, very possible that that's where Lewis Carroll got the idea for the Mad Hatter. But the second theory, it's based on the fact that Carroll loved wordplay. So we're familiar with the phrase Mad as a Hatter, mm-hmm. which was probably popularized by Alice in Wonderland, but phrases, phrases, but phrases such as Mad as a March Hare and Mad as May Butter existed before Alice in Wonderland was ever created. And then, Kind of on top of that, the old English word for a snake was adder, A-D-D-E-R. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I knew this. And, like, the Brits would call different types of snakes, like, blank adder. So there was the black adder, which was the European viper. There were death adders, which is a venomous snake related to cobras. And then there were puff adders that are actually the eastern hognose state. Snake, okay, sorry. Cool. And so Lewis Carroll probably took Matt's March Hare, which is actually in Alice in Wonderland, the March Hare, mm-hmm. and like combined it with like a Mad Adder, meaning venomous snake, but that kind of like formed into Mad Hatter. Nice. I like that actually. If that makes any sense. So like yeah, in no, a way, like, like if you listen to if you listen to like all of those, they all kind of convulge into what the Mad Hatter became, most likely. But yeah, that was me just wanting to answer your question. I was like five minutes of answering that question. No, I love that. All right. So to get into the actual, we're going to get into the Bring me into the meat and potatoes, my guy. So electricity. It's shocking. Thank you. Thank you. I'd give you a standing ovation, but I don't want to get up. No, that's fair. I don't want you to get up either. Me at every theater performance I've been to. (laughs) I never want to get up for a standing ovation. I'm so lazy. The death of Queen Victoria, which we were talking about the Victorian era in my last episode, the death of Queen Victoria brought about an insane amount of innovation, and to quote the English writer and first person to conceptualize the idea of time travel, H.D. Wells, he had to say, The Queen Victoria, like a great paperweight, sat on men's minds. When she was removed, their ideas blew all over the place haphazardly. And thus, electricity was born, in so many words. But during that time, there was just like new this, new that, like new gadgets, new innovations, new ways of creating medicine, new ways of manufacturing. Everything was new and everything was literally exploding all over the place haphazardly. But one of the primary catalysts for many of these inventions was indeed electricity. The Edwardian era took place between 1901 and 1910. And two different people actually invented electricity. We know Thomas Edison because Thomas Edison is an American man. That's no, a lie. Whoa, whoa, Nikola whoa. Tesla. Nikola Tesla did it and Einstein stole shit. Did I say Einstein? Uh, you mean Edison? You said Einstein? <laughs> also not true, though. Tesla. Thomas Edison. No. Hang on. I will, br- I will go Edison. and get my Tesla coil right now. <laughs> Fucking listen to me. I've, I literally have been listening to a book about this shit. Thomas Edison invented direct current when it comes to electricity. Nikola Tesla invented AC, alternating current, which is what we use today. Tesla invented a more innovative way to use electricity, but Thomas Edison discovered it. We can argue if you want. <laughs> I've just I've I've been listening to a book about it, okay? And that's like that's like a, one of the primary things that is talked about. Anyway, so in America, it was Thomas Edison. Over in the UK, it was Joseph Swan. During this time in the Edwardian era, gaslighting had literally just been introduced on the marketplace for normal people to use. <laughs> my brain is so ruined. You said gaslighting, and my brain was like, gaslight gay people, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your mind at? <laughs> Everywhere. I'm so sorry, first of all. 
Your brain is a ping pong ball it's, right now. It's literally, it's all over the, I'm honestly, I'm just going to meditate and listen to you. I'm so I was about sorry. to ask, do you need, do you need a chance to meditate real quick? I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold my shiny. Your shiny? Is that, oh, is that the rock? Shall, shall I continue? Should I continue to gaslight you? Mm-hmm. Please. Okay, cool. I, I love all being right, gaslit so. by my friends. I love doing it to people. <laughs> because I'm toxic. I'm toxic. God, slip it. I am a ping pong ball. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm such and a ping I'm just, pong ball. I'm just I, batting it around. <laughs> if anyone ever, ever in my life says, no, Maria, you don't have ADHD, fucking show them this content. All they need to listen to is our podcast, genuinely. Then they'll know that you have ADHD. If I ever get a therapist, I'll be like, hey, here's my podcast. <laughs> Check it out. You'll learn. <laughs> Dude, when I started therapy, I was I told my therapist, I'm like, I mean, if you want to get to know me better, you can just listen to my podcast. Like, I'm pretty, that's pretty much me. I might edit out some weird shit, but I'll tell you about it here, you know? <laughs> anyway, where was I? Gaslight- gaslighting had just been introduced. Yes. But now- Gaslighting had just been invented. Gas, space, lighting had just been yeah. introduced. Now, people are being like, hey, you know the thing we just showed you how to do that's super cool? Here's a cooler thing that's super expensive and it's going to take a lot of money to install and will probably kill you faster than gaslighting. And everyone went, great, yeah, that sounds amazing. Let's do it. Something to kill me faster. Count me in. I love consumerism. Isn't it great? Here's the thing. Electricity was offering something that the Victorians and Edwardians were super into, you might remember from my last episode, which was cleanliness, everything being clean. And gaslighting was very dirty. It would create ash and smog in the house. And you would constantly need to clean your walls, your linens, all that kind of stuff. But with electricity, there was no ash. There was no smog. Uh, There was just charred bodies. They advertised the absolute shit out of electricity when it was first coming out, you know, promoting the fact that it wasn't dirty. They were also saying, like, wow, it's so sophisticated and, like, don't you want to be part of the times and have electricity? And they would have these, like, little exhibits. They were, like, stores that were just advertising electrical items. It was literally, like, the appliance and lighting section of Home Depot. There's just stores of that stuff. And, like, you could buy things and like that was like half the point of these stores but the other point was just to be like look at all the shit that we can make with electricity it was more like a museum people would just walk in to be like wow look at all this stuff and then walk right back out and get a milkshake Mm -hmm. so like i said there were a bunch of inventions some of them were very strange and potentially very what you want a milkshake now i'm sorry about your adhd (laughs) i'm sorry too Some of the inventions were strange, some of them very deadly. One of them was an electric tablecloth. You know, like a tablecloth, something you put on your table where there's lots of liquids and Some things cloth that, spill. that you put on your table and, and yeah weird right so it was wait cloth. What, what what would you need it, it to was an do? electric it was an electric tablecloth that had all these wires going through it and the whole point hmm. of it was that you could plug in little light bulbs and stuff to put on the table instead of candles I mean, like I like I just said, like a table is a place where you have liquids and stuff. And you guys might be aware, but liquid and electricity, they like each other a little too much. It's a toxic relationship. It's super toxic. And, you know, anyone who gets in the way is going to get burned, quite literally. It was a very popular item to have an electric tablecloth so you can plug in your little lamps for your tables. Another bad invention that actually came later, I think, more in like the 30s and 40s, uh, and this is the one I was telling you about, Maria, was a tea kettle. It was an electric tea kettle where when it was done boiling, the cord would pop out. Oh, yeah. Yes. So the way it worked, like it's exactly what I said, when it's done boiling, the cord pops out, but it was the cord popped away from the tea kettle. Therefore, this cord is that's still plugged into the wall is now bare. And more often than not, plugs were installed near the sinks. Therefore, people would plug in their tea kettles next to the sinks. So just imagine you're standing there washing your dishes, washing your child, your newborn baby, and your tea kettle is done boiling. And the cord just right into the sink, full of water. Maybe not the best idea. I'm hoping that people were smart enough and, like, figured out that water and electricity are toxic. It's a very toxic relationship. And put the tea kettle near a different outlet, perhaps? But I'm sure they, I'm sure some people had to learn that one the hard way. So, yeah, lots of crazy electrical inventions. (laughs) I'm just imagining the whistle, like, the screaming whistle of a tea kettle partnered with, it's like, scream, pop, explosion, or zap. 
Well, Scream pops zap. up. <laughs> Scream pops up. Scream pops up. Scream pops up. I wonder, you, that should have been the tea kettle brand. Scream pops Scream up. Scream up. It's so catchy. Snap, crackle, pop. More like Scream pop, snap. Zap. Scream pop, zap. I am actually, I'm all over the place. You, 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 said, you said something and my brain just started singing that song from Greece. Which one? What? Oh, it's, it's electrified. <laughs> you could have said that. I don't want to interrupt you with my chaos, though. That's what. You, that's the whole point that we're here. It's for you to interrupt me with your chaos. That's the whole point of us being here. That's the entertaining part of this podcast. And now she's choking. I can't look at you. No, she's got. You gotta look at me. Cool. Thanks. Okay. You paying attention? <laughs> Are you here? Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add with your chaos? Any any more chaotic thoughts before I move on? The first, when you said electric tablecloth, the first thing that came to mind was it being like, like, I didn't think of it as like, this is also like a surge protector that you can plug things into. I thought of it as, oh, it's like a heated blanket. Like, why would you need a heated tablecloth? Because what the <laughs> fuck? But also, did you realize, Keeps the did, food you warm. That, did you know that they, they very recently, they have heated jackets now? I think I knew that. Aren't they battery powered? Like you, the, yeah, I think they have like D batteries, don't they? I don't trust. It. I don't not trust it. Tell you what, oh I probably wouldn't buy one on a regular day. But if I were going to climb Mount Everest, I get three of those bitches, <sighs> and get the matching pants. That was a good chaotic ad. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> So aside from just household inventions, electricity also began to u- began to be used for other things, such as trying to cure mental illness. Uh oh. Yeah, electroshock therapy. Yes. No. So you might be surprised by this. There wasn't a lot on the OG electric shock therapy. Electro. Sorry, I keep saying electric. It's electroshock therapy. It, so it wasn't like it wasn't like a default treatment. Like media makes it out to be. It yeah. It wasn't like a horrible torturous thing that doctors would do to people. It, it was genuinely pretty safe. the ex- The initial experimentation on animals was pretty horrific, as you can mm-hmm. imagine. And, and that's not to say like, oh, like, I'm glad they did it on animals and not people or anything. But, like, no people really had complications with electroshock therapy. There were some here and there, but all in all, it's a pretty safe practice, which I was very surprised to hear. So it's it's intended to cause seizures, and I wanted to look into this more, but I didn't get the chance, I, like, trying to understand why seizures were wanted. But apparently it helps with curing depression, like having a seizure forced on you, kind of. But electroshock therapy would make your muscles really tense and would sometimes like fracture people's spines from being Mm -hmm. so tense. So as a precautionary measure, and this is still a thing, they'll just give you muscle relaxants before they give you electroshock therapy. Electroshock therapy is still a thing? Yeah, it's actually the article that I was reading. It was on, hang on, which one was it? Neuroscientifically Challenged. They suggest that it's actually an underrated form of depression treatment. Yeah, which is surprising because media that's, has made yeah, it out to be this, wow. like, terrible thing. Yeah, I, I might even, like, look more into that, uh, just, like, how media distorts things that are actually safe, like, relatively. Like, it's it's obviously, like, well, not, d- d- like, you would think it's not the safest thing, but it can be controlled. I was trying to look at a couple different articles. I looked up, like, original electroshock therapy experiments And none of them had anything really bad. Like, yeah, the original experimentation, we just found out that it can't be used for schizophrenia like they originally thought. And that was kind of all I saw. Hmm. I was very, like, I was expecting to see a big article like, the original shock therapy, tragic death, like all that kind of stuff. That's what I was expecting to see. And that's not what I found. If anything, this just goes to show how influential media is. Because you're Mm -hmm. saying this... And, like, I'm sure it's credible sources. I'm sure you're not lying to me. But my brain and understanding via media is so inherently, like, there's no way it's good. Electroshock therapy is bad. Yeah. I cannot get past the prejudice that has been instilled in me through media. I cannot get past that to believe you right now. That's where my brain went, too, genuinely. And that's why I was very confused to not be seeing all the, like, very deadly headlines that I was expecting to see. Tell you what, I'll look more into it for my next episode, or maybe I'll do like a quick little thing on yours. But all in all, like it seems like it's a relatively safe medical practice, as long as you know what you're doing. But yeah, so this is going to seamlessly transition into the fact that electricity is fucking dangerous, as we know. No. There's not a whole bunch of warning labels on everything that's plugged into a wall, absolutely not. 
So the original cords and such for to plug things in when it was first invented in the Edwardian era, uh, the cables, as you can imagine, were not insulated. They were more like the power lines that hang up above the streets. <laughs> They're just like bare wires. So they're completely and totally lethal if you touch them, which happened a whole lot. And finally, some intelligent human went, hey, we should try wrapping those up so people stop accidentally touching them. And they decided to try paper, cloth, you know, things that catch fire easily. Obviously, that didn't work super well. Like, here's the thing. the They'd wrap the cord in the paper and or the cloth, and that wouldn't catch fire by itself, but it still didn't protect humans from the electricity pulsing through the cables so you would touch it get shocked and now your cable's on fire (laughs) so it's just like double whammy right and of course back in the day people didn't quite understand wattage and voltage quite yet which i just briefly touched on uh i don't know a whole lot about it all i know is that the the higher the wattage slash voltage uh the more dangerous it likely is Mm -hmm. so they didn't really get that and it wasn't super regulated so we know nowadays like that you're not supposed to plug in a whole bunch of things into one outlet right (laughs) don't look at know that don't look at the cable (laughs) management in my attic right now every everything is on one surge protector and it is not safe Listen, listen, I have the same problem on the outlet right under my bed. I totally get it. <laughs> Nothing is safe. <laughs> well, it is safe because most outlets nowadays, and your house might be an exception because your house is old. How old is your Not house? Too old. It's over It's over 100, though, isn't it? I think so. Hang on. My mom is literally in the room next door. I'm going to ask her really quick. And she's back. My mom says that it was around 75-ish when they bought it, and they bought it about 30 years ago. So it's over 100 years old. So yeah, it's definitely over 100 by now. So I don't know if your outlets are up to code nowadays. My dad's really like on top of that stuff, so I think they are. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Standardly, there's like a tripping thing that's built into all the boxes. So like, have you ever had the instance where like you're toasting something and running your coffee maker and like doing a couple things on one outlet in your kitchen? And it just trips and everything like shuts off. So -hmm. that's a safety precaution is because you're trying to pull too much power from a source that doesn't have that much power. And they they did that on purpose. But back in the day, that wasn't a thing. So you would plug in a million things from one power source. And the power source was typically the light bulb in the ceiling or the light bulb on the wall. And so you'd have five, ten cords all pulling from one power source and they didn't have the tripping safety precaution, so it would just, like, overheat, melt, catch fire. Yikes. Eventually, someone created the wall socket, so you weren't just running off the lights. You could have a couple different wall sockets in the house, but they weren't properly insulated, and every time you'd plug something in, there would be a small spark. Now, going back to the beginning of the episode, gas and electricity... I think I forgot to mention it like this, but gas and electricity, as far as lighting and things, were like neck and neck on advertising and on actual consumption. People were still using a lot of gas-powered lighting instruments in conjunction with their new electrical equipment. People had both. So That's not good. That's not good because spark plus gas equal not good. Equals explosion. Yeah, Uh exactly. I'm glad you knew where I was going with that. (laughs) Yeah, um, there was (laughs) the combo, also toxic, like electricity and water, electricity and gas also don't get along. Or maybe they do a little too much. But uh, yeah, so someone, I believe Thomas Edison, yeah, it was Thomas Edison. Uh, Thomas Edison finally created the rubber socket, which would insulate the outlet and make the spark not happen anymore. And there was a long, long period of time where people were like really pushing for the regulation of electricity. And the government was like, that's a lot of work. We'll do that. That's future me's problem. And they just for years, like... There were all of these fires and explosion, electrocutions, and there just was nothing being done about it. But finally, people got their shit together, and now we can plug in a million things in our attic to play games. (laughs) Now we have that freedom. (laughs) Now we have the freedom to plug in a lot of stuff in the attic. (laughs) And you know, if it trips, just unplug like two or three things and then do it again a couple days later. Uh, And this was a weird thing. 
that I found interesting that back when electricity was first being introduced and there was all these gadgets, there was no standard plug. Like, you know, we have the standard like two prong parallel plugs that plug into the wall, but that wasn't a thing originally. If you went from like county to county, just an hour away from where you live, they had a different system to plug things in with. If you bought a toaster in London, if you bought a toaster in London. <laughs> it sounds like the worst beginning to a hypothetical. If you bought a toaster <laughs> in London. This sounds like a riddle. Is it still a toaster? If you buy it in London, you bring it to Liverpool. Is it still a toaster? <laughs> By the transitive property, no. Once it's in Liverpool, it is now a bread cooker. It's actually crisper. It's it's a bread crisper. Over in London, they called a toaster. What a strange name. Um, a priest and a rabbi walk into a bar and they buy a toaster. Continue. And they that that bar that they bought the toaster in was in London. But if they bring the toaster to Liverpool, they can't plug it in. They can't. They either need to completely. They need to change out the cord on the toaster to plug it in to an outlet in Liverpool, mm-hmm. or they have to buy a new toaster that is Liverpool specific. They have to buy a, a bread crisper when they get to Liverpool. That's still sort of a thing today. Like if you go to another country, you need to get an adapter. Right. Right. We were. And I was about to mention that. Uh, it's funny that you said Edison outlets because we use AC and that's a Tesla thing. Weird, right? Dude, the book. Okay, so can I just like go off on a quick (laughs) tangent real quick? I've I've started reading a book called The 48 Laws of Power. Great Mm -hmm. book. It really just highlights all the manipulation that happens around you. But they reference the battle between Edison and Tesla. And the reason Edison is like so much better known for electricity and things is because he marketed himself better. And he like, he like screamed and yelled about all the things that he was good at, where Tesla was a little more humble as a person (laughs) and wasn't like manipulative and stealing people's ideas like Edison was. A thing, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that's why Edison's name is on a whole bunch of shit that it doesn't belong on. If you, I'm a Tesla stan to the grave, motherfucker. (laughs) If you read 48 Laws of Power, I guarantee you, you'll want to throw the book across the room out of anger. Because you just start to realize how manipulative everyone around you is. It's crazy. Anyway, back on topic. Where was I? You buy a toaster in London. And then the priest and the rabbi have to smash it to pieces. So that's electricity. I started off with electricity. But there's a couple more things that I'm going to talk about that were, as Absolute History likes to put it, hidden killers in our society. The this next one you're going to be super familiar with asbestos. I know everything about asbestos. This is the part where Maria takes over. So you see, asbestos is not good for your health. Okay, it's very dangerous. It's very not okay. You can fucking die. You know. And so also not flammable. So that's why they used it in like theater and shit. You know, like fire curtains were made out of asbestos. But then they would drop down, and yay, the fire's gone. But now there's asbestos powder all over the fucking place, and you're breathing it in, and then you're gonna die very soon because asbestos not good for you it's bad for you actually also there is a house on the island that i go to every year that's called the asbestos house because it's overrun with asbestos completely boarded boarded up and uh only cost a dollar to buy because it's so much to deal with because you would either have to like full tent quarantine to uh take it down and then somehow get all of that asbestos out of there or you would have to Get all the asbestos out of there. But it's gone now, so someone did it. I'm trying to remember which house that was, but I think I know what you're talking about. It was next to Shamrock. It was like between Shamrock yeah. and the and the <gasps> and the market. That's right. We would walk by it every time we walked up to the hill to your uncle's house. Yeah. If Eileen still um, listens to this, I'm sure she'll reach out to my dad and, ex- Eileen, and tell him to tell me. <laughs> Eileen, Dennis, if you're listening, please advise about asbestos house. <laughs> You you kind of covered a lot of it, so thank you. Uh, but asbestos I'm like really was widely yes, you're very intelligent, also very pretty. You sound amazing. <laughs> asbestos was it's actually a naturally occurring element, which I didn't know. You can you can mine it. It's it's like a it's rock. What I know, asbestos is a rock. But yeah, so it was widely used because it is fire retardant. It's naturally occurring. Uh, it's a sound muffler, and it's super super cheap. And people were happily working with this carcinogenic killer 
because of all these reasons. It was also very, very strong. So it was used primarily in construction. So there's asbestos tiles, there's asbestos mm-hmm. roofing, there's asbestos walls, there were asbestos paper products, and then, of course, there's asbestos insulation. There was asbestos flooring in my sister and her husband's house that they recently bought. That doesn't surprise me. And I'm sure that was installed when asbestos was, quote unquote, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's part of the reason that people do house inspections. This I might be, like, straight up lying to you, but I think it was a situation of, like, if all of them were had remained sealed then they could mm-hmm. have left it be but there were like two cracked pieces yeah that's that was kind of the case over in the uk a whole bunch is like i think i have this in the end of this section but i'll just say it now but like asbestos causes mesothelioma which is it's it's damn near uncurable and untreatable even today more people in the uk die of mesothelioma than car crashes because there is so much asbestos in all of the houses in the UK. Jeez. And, like, the tiles and things were sealed, so they're relatively safe, but as soon as they crack and they break, the powder from the tiles is now airborne, therefore causing Mm -hmm. mesothelioma. (laughs) It's really tragic. It's really, really sad how much asbestos was widely used because it is so, so deadly. And one of the first reports of asbestos actually being dangerous came from the health inspector, a woman named Lucy Dean, who, fun fact, was one of the first female health inspectors. In 1898, she reported, this is her quote, where the particles are allowed to rise and remain suspended in the air, effects have been found to be injurious as might have been expected. Can you translate that for my ADHD brain? It's basically what I just said. As soon as it's airborne, you're fucked. Gotcha. It gets all up in your lungs, and it causes lung scarring, which causes mesothelioma. And the harms of asbestos were ignored for so, so long, similar to um, electricity standard, because it was was just so convenient. Like, why would we stop the production of asbestos? It's so convenient. It's so cheap. It works so well. People are dying. They probably have pre-existing health conditions. That's not our fault. That's not asbestos' fault. So it went untreated for years and oh so this was the part about it being in homes it like we may have banned asbestos from being used but there's still so much of it around us Mm -hmm. again why we have health inspections why we have house inspections is to try and track it down get it out of there how is there a specific way to like test if it's asbestos no dispose of it you know i don't know i would assume i would assume there's a way to dispose of it because if it's a mineral and it's fireproof. You can't burn it. What do you do with it? Do you bury it? Do you bury asbestos? Maybe another That's thing so I'll weird. look up. Maybe we launch it into space to protect ourselves. <laughs> Maybe we launch it into space. <laughs> Every satellite is full of asbestos. I knew it. I knew the there Mars was rover up. runs on asbestos. That would be convenient. <laughs> New conspiracy theory just dropped. <laughs> My horoscope the other day was. Hatch a conspiracy with a friend. It's happening. We're doing it now. Ooh. Okay, so that's it with asbestos. We're going to get back into appliances, but this one isn't electrical. This just happens to be a very dangerous appliance. Very quick. Is it a um, cheese grater? Refrigerators? A cheese grater? No. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a refrigerator. That's electric. It is now. It wasn't before. Actually, it may have, it may have run on electricity, but the electricity was not the dangerous part. So that's not what I'm focusing on. Maria, if you had to guess, what is the dangerous part about refrigerators? They're heavy. Yep, people would just They're easy to get stuck get in. On. <laughs> no. Um frostbite, dry ice, <laughs> kind of in a weird way, but no. Um, Here's a hint. You're not allowed to throw away refrigerators on the side of the road. Oh, oh, it's because of the, the like coolant that runs through the, the um the zigzag wires in the back of it. It's the gases and chemicals in the refrigerator that make it run. Yeah. Very good. Had, First we try. Had, we had to get rid of our old <laughs> fridge and I watched my dad like rip out all of the like zigzag wire stuff because we couldn't just throw that part out but we could throw out the bulk of it but dangerous <laughs> i hope your dad was being safe about it oh he wasn't ripping it like i said i know i said like <laughs> ripping it out but he wasn't like whole cans just ripping okay okay good because that could be very dangerous uh and uh, i'm about to tell you why 
So back in the day when fridges were first invented, I keep saying that over and over again, but like back in this time period when this thing happened, refrigerators used to really just be an ice box and they would insulate this box and they'd order giant blocks of ice and put the ice in there. And the ice would take up so much room that you could fit like maybe one cabbage in your fridge. So not super efficient. And the ice also never lasted very long. Introducing this hot or cold new commodity, the refrigerator that ran on gases. Gases such as methane, ammonia, ether, sulfur dioxide, and methyl chloride. And these were All of those are very dangerous chemicals and gases. Yes, exactly. We talked about ammonia in my last episode and the effects of it. Also, fun fact, I'm pretty sure all of those gases that I just mentioned were all types of gases used to gas out soldiers in trenches. This is now in people's homes. Hooray! Real quick, methane, super flammable and explosive. It killed several hundred people in house fires after leaking out of their fridges. Uh, Ammonia, super toxic to breathe. We talked about it last time. And then ether in particular has an extremely low exploding temperature point. Something as hot as a light bulb just in the room could make leaking ether explode. (laughs) Sounds great, right? That was in people's houses. And sometimes the combo, I forget which ones, and I forgot to write it down, but the combination of some of those gases, if you breathed those in, they would literally freeze your lungs. What? Yeah, yeah. They were super, super dangerous. And, like, they weren't contained super well, so leakage was, it was very common for your fridge to be leaking all these things. Nowadays, our refrigerators still use ammonia and carbon dioxide, uh, but we've learned how to contain it and manage it properly. But that is the reason you can't just throw your fridge away. It's because it has these dangerous gases inside of it that make it cold. Wow. So there's one of your very large hidden killers in the home. And I'm going to get into the last one, unless you have any comments and chaotic points Mm. that you'd like to bring in. Hmm. I think it's Indiana Jones. Somehow survived a nuclear testing site by climbing inside of a 1950s refrigerator. I don't think that's how that works. Interesting. <laughs> Probably um, not. Ammonia is in pee. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Pee comes from your blood. Um. <laughs> blood. Do you know where blood's manufactured in your body? Do you know how red blood cells are made in your body? This is this is important to my next section. Wait, what? The endocrine system? I don't know. Your bone marrow. Bone marrow? What does that have to do with an appliance? It doesn't. It has to do with the next thing that I'm going to talk about. What's the next thing you're going to talk about? Radium. Radiation. I actually have radium girls on my to-do list. What, to watch? To potentially, like, study and do an episode about. Bro, I might be setting you up for that if you want to make that your next episode. Because Tell I mentioned radium. radium girls. I'm going to tell you about radium, and you can get more into it in your next episode if you would like to. So there was this hot new thing discovered by Madame Marie Curie and her husband, Pierre Curie. The Edwardian era was the time period for the discovery of radioactivity. Radium, once it becomes radium from uranium, it becomes radioactive and emits its own energy. Now, at the time, the properties were not well known, but what they did know was that it had been successful in the treatment of cancer. And just quick side note on that, we don't use radium for a cancer treatment anymore. Like we do have radiology, but ever since World War II, we have developed more of a man-made radioactive element that we use in cancer treatment. But radium was still successful back in the day. But because of the cancer curing discovery of radium, it was considered the miracle element. Cancer curing or cancer treating? Because there cancer, is no cure. Cancer treatment. It's cancer treatment. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, cancer treatment. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if, if it if it like was a cure, but like it was too dangerous, and now we don't use it. Um, yeah, it was cancer treatment. But yeah, so it was considered the miracle element. And a variety of commercial products were actually manufactured with radium in it, like things like toothpaste and cosmetics people would take uh radium baths like a salt bath but it was radium yeah it was just used in everything and like while it was super useful in the progress of like medicine and science and stuff the edwardians didn't really care about all that they only really cared that it could glow in the dark listen you ever been to a rave 
With some I UV have, paint and a black light. I mean, it's pretty cool. I won't it's lie. A pretty good I don't. Time. I don't blame them for going to things that are shiny. It's a pretty good time. Man. And because radium could glow in the dark, people started having things such as radium dance shows. They started creating radium watch faces, um, and radium would emit its own energy. This weirdly goes back to what you were talking about earlier. They made uh, radium corsets and radium socks to keep you warm, very similar to your battery powered jacket. Wait, is that why um, I per- I personally say radiator? But is that why like heating things are called radiators? No, it's because it radiates heat. Oh, okay. People believed because it it emitted its own energy. People believed that if you ingested it, um, you could absorb its its powers. I guess almost like a like coffee, you're absorbing energy, or maybe it's like you know some monster energy drink, radium energy drink. Similar to Frank's Red Hot, they put that shit on everything. Women were hired, this is the radium girls part, women were hired to paint clock faces with radium paint. And the reason they used radium paint is because... It glows. It glows in the dark. Now, glow-in-the-dark watches, like watch faces and like normal tabletop watches, or uh, clocks, sorry, were very strongly marketed as a safety device. Very interestingly, they were like, you know... If you have your if you have your radium clock sitting on your mantle and it's dark and you hear someone break in, you'll be able to read the time. So I just imagine it was two fifty three a.m. and there was a man in my house and he did not live there. Nor was he invited. Literally, the only reason it's useful is so you know what time they broke into your house. But other than that, it's like you wake up, you're hearing someone break into your house, and you're like, I better know the time because if it's past two thirty, I'm not safe anymore. Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? That was a big thing. These women who were painting the clock faces soon became known as ghost girls, and they were called ghost oh. girls because they like everything about them their their skin, their hair, their clothes would have all this radium dust on it and they would glow so they looked like what they imagined a ghost to be like something that glows in the dark and many women who worked in these factories would wear like their best dresses so that would get radium dust on it and they'd go dancing after work and they'd glow while they're dancing one that's so bad for you b that's (laughs) dope as fuck it's dope as fuck if it weren't so horrible for your health that would be pretty dope And yeah, some of these women even applied radium paint to their teeth so their teeth would be brighter. Yes, Maria, you're raising your hand. I did the one B thing and you didn't catch it. Oh my god, you <laughs> Man, I love you. I love you too. I really didn't catch it at all. That was so good. Maria, mm-hmm. guess what? One, radium's one. bad for you. If you had to guess, what do you think radium does to your body when you ingest it? I'll give you a hint. I was talking about bone marrow earlier, and I said it was, it had to do with this section of my notes. I'm afraid. Um, does it poison your bones? Yes. Does it yes, erode it your does. bones? It does erode your bones. Really? Yeah. Radium destroys your bone marrow. It basically, it completely <laughs> disintegrates. It's so gross. It completely disintegrates your bones over time. The women who were painting these clock faces would do this thing where they lick the tip of their brush to make it pointy. You know, the brush that has a whole bunch of radium paint on it. They'd lick the tip to make it pointy so they could like do fine lines with the radium paint. And it was very common for these women, these ghost girls, to have what's now known as radium jaw, in which your bone would completely collapse. Radium also caused uh, tumors. And there's this one instance of this woman who... Like, she went in, she had this bad toothache, and the dentist, like, could not figure out what was going on. But long story short, she got this huge tumor in her jaw, and it basically looks like she has this bubble coming out of her face. And it's just, a, it's just like a giant tumor. Um, and I think, I think her jaw literally, like, collapsed into that bubble. Like, her, do you want to see pictures? No. Look them up. No. Look up radium jaw. Look up no. radium jaw. It's so bad. No. It's it's so uncomfortable. I don't want to, but I'm gonna fuck me. Am I gonna throw up? You might. It's pretty bad. It's pretty disturbing. Oh my! <laughs> One of the first pictures, if you Google search radium Don't! Jaw, it's this person whose don't jaw is basically just completely gone. Don't do it. 
It will be the final, final, final slide, and there will be a warning, next picture is graphic slide before that. That's totally necessary. You're right. It's pretty bad. (laughs) If you look at the picture next to it, you'll see the woman's jaw who's inflated. And so this, um, I hate this next part. I hate how true this next part was. Of course, you know, people started to notice the health concerns of these, these women in the radium factories. But doctors were like, it's not the radium. They just have syphilis, which what? made pretty much no sense at all. And so these women continued to die and get poisoned by radium. And they wouldn't do anything about it because they valued their glow-in-the-dark clocks more than they valued the lives of workers. Surprise, surprise. And the uh, the movie Radium Girls, uh, this isn't really a spoiler. Radium Girls is about exactly everything that I just talked about with these women in the factories. So one of the characters in Radium Girls gets sick from radium poisoning, gets taken to the doctor. He insists that it's syphilis, which is an STD. But all of her friends in the factory were like, this character's a virgin. She can't have syphilis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're an idiot for thinking this. Like, find out what the actual problem was. And they just, in real life and in the movie, they just kept ignoring it. So that was a big hidden killer. From the Edwardian period. It extended way past the Edwardian period, unfortunately. But yeah, I don't have a cute little button up for that. I saved the worst for last. Why did you do that? <laughs> that's uh, that's the end of my notes. It's Why? pretty terrible. I'm sorry. You should be. <laughs> well, here. Here's your nice little button up. We don't use radium anymore. That's good. Anything that glows in the dark is probably battery powered or, or you plug in. Or it's UV. Or it's UV. I hate yeah. when you save the worst things for last because there's no way to close. There's no good way to close other than like, wow, that's fucking sucked. Thanks for listening. <laughs> well, that's awful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Waterbridge. If you want to tell us how much you hate this, you can email us at waterbridgepod.gmail.com. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please leave a good review uh, and a good rating. You can leave a bad review with a good rating. That's fine. Just a good totally rating, fine. please. Actually, five stars. You tell us, tell us to our faces that we're bad, but tell the world we're great. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all social media platforms at Wonder Binge Pod. If you'd like to email us topic suggestions that are a little more lively and upbeat than uh, everything that I always talk about, you can email us at wonderbingepod at gmail.com. You can also go on our website and submit a, a topic there as well. This has been a section of Hidden Killers. I, a lot of my information came from the YouTube series Hidden Killers. Uh, and thanks for listening. I'm Jen. <laughs> I'm Maria, and this is my cat, Charlie. Hi. Don't consume radium or asbestos. Or ammonia. Love you, bye. I'm not okay.